Uh, Cyrano. And I, the first thing you're going to say is... Well, Serrano. Yeah. But in, in this, Cyrano. OK. That's... And in fact, I was instructed... Very revisionist. Yes, because before I had seen it, I was calling it Serrano. And then our mutual friend, Jenny Nelson, said to me... A radio producer. A radio producer said to me, it's Cyrano. And I said... No, it's Serrano. She went, no, you haven't seen the film yet. It She's is... always on that pronunciation thing. I know. All the time. I know. And I'm rubbish at pronunciation. So this is a screen adaptation of Erika Schmidt's nine, uh, 2018 stage play, which was itself an adaptation of Edmund Rostand's Serrano de Bergerac. Forgive me if I'm telling you stuff that you already know. Peter Dinklage reprises the role that he essayed on stage. He plays an indomitable character, brave, strong, witty, Eloquent. Am I keeping you awake? Um, yes, but I was awake at quarter to four, so okay. so it's it's nothing personal. Okay, fine. It's just a long day. No, it's just great just doing this while you're literally... yawning away. I can, actually, the listeners could hear that yawn. It was so no, big. I'm very subtle. Anyway, so apparently, I didn't know this. This you'll find this interesting. The original play of Serrano de Bergerac, as that is Serrano, as we all called it. Okay. Right? Um, Introduced the word panache into the English language. Oh, is that I right? no, well, I didn't know that, but panache meaning flamboyant yes. confidence or style of uh, of style or manner. Well, I didn't know that, but apparently that's how it came into the English language, and that is a quality panache brilliantly embodied by Peter Dinklage. For example, in this clip, in which he gets up on stage to mock an actor who he mm. thinks is doing a terrible job. You've made this stage your personal style. The dramatic muse has fled the building. She scampered off when you started gilding. The lily with your great big voice. The poor muse had no choice. I love this place and all it means. Poetry, romance, terror, truth. I've loved it here since early youth. Can't stand aside while you dishonor it with your pumping and your hideous jigs. I will not abide your thumping and uh, dreadful wigs. <laughs> Once learn you've abandoned the truth, you've lost your core. You don't remember how truth feels or what it's for. So now leave this stage never to return and I'll applaud the new integrity you'll earn. Exit Montgomery. That, that is a bravura sequence, and he has got such a fantastic voice. It's like he, you know, he has the voice to carry that off. He does because he's running rings. Because you've seen, embarrassingly, I've seen half of it. Okay, so you've but you've seen that scene. I have seen that because that's very early on, and the way he's, you know, he's walking around and he's literally destroying this guy, destroying this guy, and dueling with him and, and all that stuff. So it's like a rap battle. Oh, pardon me? A rat battle. A rat battle. That's what, that's what that sounds like now. Oh, God, that, that's fascinating. I, wow, that hadn't occurred to me. Because he's, yes. he's doing it all in rhyming. He's doing it all in rhyming. Absolutely. So in the original play, which apparently was inspired by a true story loosely, uh, Serrano is blighted by a large nose, which makes him doubt himself, particularly in relation to the beautiful Roxanne. In this version, it's... Cyrano's short stature that has the same effect. So Cyrano and Roxanne, played by Hedy Bennett, who is also in the stage production, so it's taken from the stage, are incredibly close, clearly made for each other, clearly of the same mind, clearly two sides of the, you know, of the same person. But he cannot tell her he loves her because he thinks that she couldn't possibly love me back. She then falls for Christian, played by Calvin Harrison Jr., who is handsome, you know, 
but has no way with words. And for her, the words are really important. And so Cyrano, as the character is called this time, I'm going to have to keep saying that because it just feels so mm-hmm. odd to me to say Cyrano, for complex reasons, agrees to write love letters from Christian that will woo, woo Roxanne. But of course, the thing is, when he's writing the letters, he's really writing from his own heart. So the reason he can write the letters is because he does love her. And all the things that he says, he's not making it up. He's he's saying what's really in his heart. Classic fairy tale stuff, isn't it? It is. And it's, I mean, it is a beautiful conceit. And I think that's why there have been so many versions of what I would still call Serrano de Bergerac. There's a 1925 silent film, I think it was the first film version with uh, Pierre Monnier. There's a film in 45 called Love Letters, which is kind of inspired by Cyrano. This Electric Dreams from 1984, which is sort of computer age. Cyrano, your computer falls in love. There's Roxanne with Steve Martin, which I think is still the version that most people think of as the classic modern telling of it. There's the version with um, uh, Gerard Depardieu, which won a bunch of awards. There's a thing on Netflix recently, which I haven't seen the half of it, which apparently is inspired by uh, by Serrano de Bergerac. So it's, it's a story that keeps being retold, like you say, kind of classic fairy tale. I think this version is predominantly notable for Peter Dinklage, who is just, I mean, he is a brilliant actor. Best known to many, I would think, from Game of Thrones. I mean, not to me because I'm I wasn't a TV watcher back then. I haven't. I mean, I've watched very little Game of Thrones. I think I must have seen a couple of episodes. Are you? Have you? I've, I've seen probably more than you, but I'm not. I'm not uh, an obsessive fan. No. Okay, but it's a huge thing. Yes, I mean, it's like huge. absolutely. It's a massive cultural phenomenon. He is a huge, big part of it. I remember seeing him in Living in, in Oblivion, the Tom DeCillo film. Absolutely loving him in The Station Agent, and of course, the director of The Station Agent came on the Radio 5 show, before it was just a movie show, when it was you and me and we interviewed him, you know, about the station agent. Recently, he was in I Care A Lot, which, of course, you watched, and he's fantastic in I Care A Lot. Yes. Because we, we, did you interview Rosamund Pike for that? Was that... We did an interview for I Care A Lot. Yes. Oh, uh... We did... I can't remember I what it was. I think it was Rosamund Pike. Yeah. And the scenes in that, which is him and her... It's like really, really sort of very tense. The sparks fly. There's that brilliant. You remember the confrontation when she's tied to the chair and he's doing the thing and he's and it's just and it's fantastic. There's this kind of it is the genuine sort of love hate thing that he's got. He's you know she's his enemy and she's been set up with the whole thing as being like actually very like a bad person. Yeah. But he's clearly fallen in love with her and that kind of so I think that's I think he's great. I had forgotten that film. And but it's. I, I mean, I thought it, it was it was acerbic and I liked it. And I think he's really, really good in it. And he's very, very good here. He Most importantly, he has the charisma to carry off the panache, which I now discover we have because of Serrano de Bergerac. And he also has the gravitas to manage the pathos. Because that's the thing, in order to make it work, you have to have the wit of Steve Martin to be able to do... You remember the scene when Steve Martin does all the jokes about the nose and he's walking around the guy who's mocked him in the bar and he's making an idiot of him by doing all the better versions of the jokes that the guy didn't do. So he has the, the, the wit to carry that off, but he also has the gravitas, the face that can express this, you know, deep sadness and longing... I think the problem is that the film isn't anything like as good as his performances. I mean, I still think that Joe Wright's best, because it's directed by Joe Wright, his best film was Hannah, which I thought was a great cracking action movie. I have struggled with Joe Wright's more awards-courting films. I mean, right back from Pride and Prejudice, 
Atonement, which you know I know everybody loved and has that one great extraordinary beach scene. I never kind of went for it really. Anna Karenina, which to which this is kind of closest in its slightly stifled tone, and then of course Darkest Hour. Um, I don't think the songs are great. I mean, you will have heard some of the songs because you've watched half of it. I didn't even know it was music when it started. I thought I just thought it was a retelling of the story of Serrano de Bergerac, and then they all start singing. Yeah, well, can you remember the song? Well, uh, no, not particularly. But then that's not surprising. I think when you just watched half of it. No, but it's you know the songs are by the National Aaron, Aaron and Bryce. Got a great voice though. He has got a great. Yeah, no, no. But the, but the but the problem is they aren't great musical songs. Now, obviously, I can hear the whole world shouting. Yeah, you're the guy who said. The Greatest Showman doesn't have a hummable tune mm. in it. And was it the biggest selling soundtrack album of all time? No, that's The Bodyguard. Is that still The Bodyguard? Mm -hmm. Followed Nick, by Saturday Night Fever. But it's Nick Lowe's house. Okay, it's but, certainly huge. Okay. For me, the songs just didn't fly. And I also think that, as is so often the case with Joe Wright's films, it felt kind of stagey, despite the fact that it's, you know, these beautiful Sicily locations and, you know, beautifully photographed by Seamus McGarvey. So I. I think Peter Dinklage is very good in it. And he I think he's very good in pretty much everything. I think the film itself felt stagey and not very filmy. And it, it felt to me like it is unfilmed to, to Joe Wright. And I know that a lot of people absolutely love Joe Wright's stuff. I, I There's just something about his films that always feels a little uh, inert to me. 